Welcome to season four, Fostering Change, the number one podcast in adoption and foster care. You know, each week we speak to the most amazing good humans about topics that touch each and every one of us. If you have a guest suggestion or interest in sponsoring our podcast, please visit us at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Now, sit back, enjoy, learn, get motivated, and let's speak to some fascinating guests. You know, it's so hard to believe that we are nearing the end of April and we're getting ready to come into May. Um, and I am so excited for my next guest. First of all, I have to say to my next guest, congratulations. She just had a brand new baby girl. And, yeah. um, you know, it really made me realize as I was doing some research about interviewing Ashley, she is actually with the Diaper Bank. They cover South Florida. Um, and I have to tell you, my four kids, when they first, the first four arrived, um, you know, we had one in diapers, we had three in pull-ups, and I never gave any thought. You know, I was, you know, we were able to financially afford, we didn't think about it. I never thought about the price of diapers. And so I started reading this research. And I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to dive right in. Ashley, welcome to Fostering Change. You know, I ask you, how in the world could we be a society that truly knows that diapers are not a luxury? They're not a luxury, you know. And we are not funding more people so they can have accessibility to diapers. Absolutely. I mean, and you hit it right on the head, right? You know, for me, it's nothing but a minor inconvenience. I go to reach for a diaper and it's not there. There's probably one in the diaper bag. There's probably one in the other room, whatever that may look like. But for most, it's not that way. And they one in three American families can't afford to purchase diapers. One in three American families, and there is zero government assisted programs that allocate funds specifically for diapers. They're considered a luxury or they're considered an unallowable expense. And it's it's tough. So well, people but are happy. To- but, but hold on for a second. What what do they expect you know families to do? just it. People are turning to resources that they, they have, you know, some families we've spoken with families, they, they shake out a soiled diaper and put it back on, or they use a Publix bag as a diaper or a grocery bag as a diaper or a t-shirt or a washcloth or whatever they can, because they simply don't have access to them. And it just, it's a vicious cycle, right? So in order for these families to access childcare so they can go to work, most early Head Start programs, you have to provide diapers to send Mm. them to school or to daycare or whatever it may be. Well, if you don't have the ability to provide those diapers, your families, your caregivers are having to miss work. And if they're having to miss work, they're missing their income. And it's it's a vicious cycle that we need to change. Oh, I mean, tell you something, you know, I as I'm here listening to you, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the parent who's not able to go to work, which is then not able to pay rent, which then means they can't put food on the table, which then means child welfare comes in and takes them through their kid in foster care, all because of the fact that we could not do something as simple 
as simple as providing something that to me is an absolute necessity. It is a necessity. You know, this is a thing that actually blows my mind, though. You know, Ashley, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, you know, I've adopted all five of my kids out of foster care. And when my youngest children arrived, we were required to have WIC as we were going through the adoption process. And so if anybody who doesn't know is watching this or hearing it, WIC is, it's a subsidy for kids under the age of five for them to get cheese and beans and fruit and milk. And I always used to say to the WIC, because every every month you have to take your kids into this WIC office, they have to weigh them, they have to make sure, and then, then they give you this WIC check. And, and on this WIC check, it tells you what you can buy. And one of the things that always used to blow my mind is that they would they would, you'd have to buy beans and it would be bags of beans. I mean, bags of beans, don't mind you, they didn't give me a crock pot. They didn't give me a recipe book to teach, but you had to buy these damn bags of beans. So, you know, and and I've actually spoken to, to families where they have bags and bags of these beans in their cabinet because they don't know what to do with them. Why couldn't they just buy some diapers? It's tough. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And even with food stamps and SNAP, they're considered an unallowable expense along with alcohol and tobacco. I mean, this is a necessity and we as caregivers, whether we be a parent, a loved one, whomever we are taking care of this child, especially in their youngest stages, they look to us to provide that safety and that comfort and that love. And that part of all that is being able to provide a clean diaper for those child. So how many, so you, you guys have been around 11 years, you've distributed, um, you've distributed how many diapers now? years and last year we distributed our five millionth diaper into the community million diapers what is the average number of diapers does a child use in a day you know the crazy part is is the infants and you know in those first few months they can go through 12 diapers a day and toddlers when they get a little older i mean it's as much as seven or eight diapers are expensive they can cost 70 to 100 dollars a month and it's, it's unbelievable. And the families that we, we work with, they don't have access to your wholesale, your, your right. places where they're more, less expensive, such as your Costco or your Sam's club or whatever, where you can buy things in bulk. They're just running to a grocery store and paying these premium prices for these diapers. It's, oh. it's hard. And no family should have to choose between feeding their child and putting a clean diaper on their child. Nobody yeah. should have to choose. Well, and that's that's where we step in. And that's yeah, what that, that is that that to me is is unbelievable that we are sitting here and we do not have the resources. We do not have the resources that we're providing organizations like yours, you know, to make sure that children are getting the necessity, which is to get a diaper, a clean diaper, a clean pull-up, you know. Exactly. You know, when when I was a younger kid and I, you know, I grew up in foster care, my foster parents, they had biological children and they used cloth diapers. And I remember that they used the Dighty Diaper Service would come and pick up those cloth diapers and bring them back all folded. And, you know, why why have we moved away from that 
and have gone to these disposable <laughs> diapers? I mean, is is there, you know, again, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody, but why do we, I, I know it's an act of convenience, don't get me wrong, but why, why could we not do something like that that could maybe shrink our numbers down? So that's, that's a great question. And it's a great option for some people. And cloth diapers, many don't know, some still require inserts that have to go into cloth diapers, mm -hmm. as well as you have to be able to properly clean and dispose of anything that is in the diaper, right? So there are no longer these agencies around that are taking care of that for you. So oh. then as a parent, you're now having, I mean, they're, they're still there, don't get me wrong, but they're just not as easily accessible. Got it. As a parent, you're still having to do these things and to ensure you're doing it properly and hygienically to, to ensure the safety of that child and your, or whatever that may be. So that's, that's one of our big challenges when it comes with cloth diapers, but, and it is, it's a matter of convenience as well. Right. And, and the fact that you also still have to find inserts for those diapers, some of the diapers, and they're still having to find that and fund that as well. Right. Now, and, and I also do know that that a lot of the schools and daycares that children go to will not take a child with a cloth diaper, that it has to be a disposable diaper in the only way. So, I, I mean, I get it. I just... It just, to me, you know, I, I'm telling you, Ashley, to me, this is something that we we can solve. This is a problem that we can solve. Listen up, everybody. I do a lot of ask, and I know that, and I love all of you for stepping up and always getting to, you know, that helping hand to these organizations that have, I, I bring on to our show. But I'm telling you, this one, this is affecting me big. This is something, you know, it's like, I think about the fact of, you know, my, my children and, and, and I also think about the fact of my daughter where, you know, there's no, there's no type of funding for tampons and for pads, and, you know, because again, again, it is not a luxury. It is not a luxury. And that's what people need to start to realize. And if you're able to go to that overpriced coffee shop, and by the way, listeners, I know you visit it. I know you visit that coffee shop, go to your box store and purchase some diapers, purchase some diapers. You know, is there a way for people to go and not only donate diapers to your organization, but also donate funds? Absolutely. So we are part of the National Diaper Bank Network, which that is unbelievable. There are 300 plus diaper banks around the nation that are working together to end diaper need and diaper inequity in the, in the United States. So through the cash donations that we receive, we are actually able to purchase diapers at a discounted rate. The average price per diaper is about 25 cents per diaper retail. We're able to purchase diapers at a 17 cents per diaper, which is a huge discount and it allows us to serve so many more families. So going to our website, diaperbankcoveringsofl.org and making those donations, it allows your funds to help end the mission and help or to help further our mission and end diaper need. Wow. Wow. I, you know, listen up, everybody. That that is, you know, you put your money exactly where it needs to go. 17 cents a diaper, they're able to do it compared to where you were able to do it at Costco's or Sam's Club. You know, Ashley, I have to ask this question. Why? is brand like hugs huggies or whatever that why are they not doing their corporate responsibility 
and stepping up and helping you all. Well, I, ha I do have to give credit to Huggies and to Cuties through First Quality as they are partners with the National Diaper Bank Network. Mm -hmm. They are our, our wholesaler so that when okay. we do go and purchase diapers through the National Diaper Bank Network, we receive Huggies or Cuties diapers, which is first quality. Okay, so but, we are but, very but wait, a minute. You, but, but wait a minute. You you're, you you just said what I don't want to hear, that what? they give you a discount when you mm -hmm. purchase them. You know, I want to see them do their corporate responsibility and donate a percentage of diapers, you know, to organizations like yours. I mean, it's, it is absolutely unacceptable. You know, I say this quite often, you know, Nelson Mandela said this many, 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 many years ago. You actually judge your community by the way you treat your children. We actually are judged by our community by the way we treat our children. And the fact that we feel that children, you know, no matter what class they are, no matter what skin color they are, that they do not get something as diaper, you know, and to know that when I heard you say people are using public bags and, you know, it's just unbelievable. Listen up, everybody. I do this all the time. You know, I'm so excited. Ashley, I cannot thank you enough for being on. You know, the it is the diaper bank. It is the diaper bank of, and what is your website? Your website is? So your... our website is diaperbankcoveringsofl.org. Okay. Diaperbankcoveringsol.org. We'll have that link on here. Listen up. Those of you that are in Florida, okay, and I know I have a lot of friends in Florida. I'm there all the time. Do me a favor. You know, visit this website. Donate. Donate. Make a reoccurring donation every single month. Let me tell you something. Let's say you just do $10 a month. You know, if 100 of you did just $10 a month to this diaper bank, it would put a huge dent and exactly what they want to do. And by the way, for those of you who are listening, there's 350 diaper banks out there. 350 diaper banks. I know there's one right in the DC area um, okay. that we support. And so, you know, this is mind blowing to me. And everybody, what I tell you all the time, this podcast was built to educate our community. And I hope you understand that today, one in three Americans, one in three, one in three babies, one in three children, one in three toddlers are actually struggling for diaper needs. And that right there is not your problem. It's not my problem. It is our problem. And we can solve this. Ashley, thank you so much for being on Fostering Change. You are amazing. Thank you. Um, definitely when this airs, I want to I wanna see what happens. I want to do something. I want to do a diaper drive. I... Like I said, this this one blew my mind. This one blew my mind. And I've had a lot of amazing guests on, but there's nothing that saddens my heart more to know that there is a child that tonight will not be able to have a clean diaper. It's hard. And we are so grateful for even just recognizing the need and bringing awareness to the need. And, and really, like you said, it's one of those things that once you learn, it really helps you understand the impact that you can have as an individual. Yeah. So yeah. having, having wow. that is, we're grateful. And, and I'm telling you, people that are watching and listening to this, I'm telling you right now, they thought, oh, food stamps covers that. Oh, WIC covers that. Or SNAP covers that. And the fact is, is it doesn't. They don't. It doesn't. They don't. You know, 
And, and that is something that is, to me, absolutely asinine, you absolutely. know, because it's not like, you know, it's not like it's tobacco or a liquor, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it is something that every child deserves to have a clean it, diaper, exactly. you know, and, and a diaper I mean, when they need it, a diaper when, they, when they need it. Listen, Ashley, congratulations on the birth of your baby girl. Um, You know, the fact is, is that I know she will have clean diapers. And I I am so grateful that you uh, walked into my life and that I got to meet you. And um, this is not going to be the last time that you're going to be on Fostering Change. Because the way we bring about change is we continue to talk about the problem. And everyone, the problem is... We need more diapers. So let's get out there and let's make it happen. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great day. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, comfortcases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.